Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. We are here to talk about how to start, grow, and scale your business, even if you're brand new or you're a seasonal entrepreneur. As the founder of WealthyWoman.com, I'm your host, Marilyn Rose. Today, we are going to be talking about the imposter syndrome and why people should listen to you when you're just starting off. So by definition, the imposter syndrome or the imposter phenomenon, imposter experience, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized, underline that word in your head, internalized fear of being exposed of as a quote fraud. So I'm not talking about your average like Joe Schmo who's does not believe in developing skills or any of this. I'm talking about people who are either full-on doctors, graduates, highly qualified people coming into a new field of their life, whether it's taking their business online, just starting off your business, or doing something brand new. And these highly qualified people are starting to believe that they are not qualified or they are imposter for being a business owner. And of course, when you start off a new thing, especially when it comes to business, you are going to be brand new at it. There is no school that go that you can go to that will actually give you real life experience of running a business. Even if you have a proper MBA, the only way that you're going to get real experience is uh, as our lovely Shark Tank Robert likes to say, the school of hard knocks. So you have to actually fall on your face a couple of times, learn from those experiences, and be able to teach others. And I love, love, love the mission of we get hurt, we heal, we grow, and we help others. That's the mission of life. Whether it's in business, personal, whatever you're doing, we always want to make sure that we leave people better off after they've met you in just a good place. So if you're starting off brand new and you're not necessarily sure what to do, you're definitely struggling with figuring out this new identity that you have. And we experience this because it's change. We experience this when after you graduate high school, after you graduate college or whatever, you're doing a new venture, you always will have to re-grasp that identity of who are you and why would people listen to you or why would people listen to me? So you might be looking at all of your mentors and think, well, wow, they've just really, quote, made it. Depending on what your definition of what that means, you'll see that they have already positioned themselves in an authority. And if you're looking at others as a comparison, that's your first step of going wrong. Because, of course, you're brand new. Somebody who's been working at this for 20 years, 10 years, nearly a decade, they're going to have more experience than you. And you don't want to, you always want to come across truthful and tell people where you are. You don't have to necessarily say, like, you're my first client or you're this is my first amount of money that I've made. But you want to actually position yourself as an authority of what your skill is. 
And let me just add in the caveat here. The biggest thing that if you're going to start a coaching or consulting business or something intentional online as a soulful entrepreneur, if you don't already invest into business coaching and consulting yourself, how do you expect other people to want to get coaching from you? The main thing is you always want to keep investing in yourself and getting proper growth and doing things that modeling off of people who've already done what you want to do step by step, milestone by milestone. So while you're figuring out this like new identity, you really have to do some deep work and come figure out what the skills that you currently have. Figure out what your 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 actual unique ability is. So when I say this, having a true proper coach even if it's a personal coach or it's a business coach, having a coach help you do this is going to really fast track your results and actually make you do the work. We'll save you a ton of time. So if you think you're going to do it all by yourself, you want to stop now because you're wasting your time and potential clients time. You want to make sure that you know a path and figure that out by researching and learning. So when it comes to identifying your skills, You want to look at, of course, the qualifications that you have. So I know another podcast out there with a very similar name to this one. And it does a lot of interviews with amazing women who've become successful. But a lot of those paths have been very similar of a corporate path or going to school for a long amount of time and building their ladder, building a ladder. And you can still do this. And that's so great. But a lot of you of my audience here are entrepreneurs and the path for you is going to be very different, which it's important to understand that when you're figuring out what skills you have, you're going to be doing this while also implementing a structure for yourself. And that sometimes is the hardest part because then how do you balance life with business, with if you have kids, if you have XYZ, we are in a world where you truly can have it all. You just have to really work for it. When I say you just have to, I mean you have to actually work. It's not going to always be a beautiful, glorious thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a new journey. And you know me, like I love Mondays. I'm that optimistic human that when it comes to things that I just... I always like to find the beauty out of everything and that is a skill in itself that I encourage everybody to work on. So whether your skill is something that you've developed as a passion or a hobby, you must start developing the skill on how to market, position, and to create authority for yourself and demand a position for yourself in the marketplace. And first, figuring out what your marketplace is, that's a skill as well. Writing, that's a skill as well. So when I see so many people who say they want to start a blog and do this, but then their writing might be like a two-minute long page that's kind of rambling, you want to work on that skill, which also it's called copywriting if you're going to use your skill of writing as 
something that's going to sell something later on. And at the end of the day, people, whether you like selling or not, selling is the bloodline of the business. So learn to love it and learn to enjoy it. A lot of people have a different connotation when it comes to sell sales because they think of like that sleazy, like white dude, greased hair, like car salesman or timeshare salesman that just pressures you. But that's not what sales is. If you truly have a great, genuine product that you think and you know others can benefit from it, then sell it. Have confidence in it. Make sure that you put your money where your mouth is. If you wouldn't buy it yourself, don't expect other people to buy it. Start buying it yourself. And this brings us into when you're doing business, you have to learn to speak the proper money language. This means abundance and prosperity because when you operate from a place of resourcefulness rather than scarcity, you've already put yourself in a position of attracting money. Scared people don't make money and overly optimistic people who think that it's all optimism, they don't make money either. You must find a balance and find a structure of taking your skill taking your knowledge, taking your expertise and putting it into a proven system or path that can generate money and demand money. When we come into the online space, I'm going to walk you through today the general steps of the best way to make money. And I cover this in a lot of webinars on how you can do this to start off and it sells you into a 2K course. This starts with, if you go to expertintoempire.com, that's my first lead magnet page. It takes you into a webinar. In this webinar, I create authority for myself as I put a simple landing page and I talk about a title that's going to be attractive to my specific audience that I'm reaching. Coming up with that audience takes time and research. So you must actually go into and figure out who are you trying to talk to? Who are you trying to sell to? Because selling to everybody does not sell to anybody. Remember that. If you try to sell to every single person in the world, you're not going to end up selling to anybody because you're not specifying who your niche is. Okay. So once you go through that, and we'll cover a whole market research podcast another day, probably this Wednesday, because I'm thinking I'm really liking Monday and Wednesdays for you guys, so probably Wednesday. So once you figure out your market research, then you go from there and you have a relatively 45 minute to an hour and a half webinar. And this is a skill to create yourself. This is something that you want to do is you take people through, you give them great immense value of what's going to actually help them do whatever they want to achieve. So for business, we have tactics to help you create an automated webinar yourself and how you set up the whole funnel process and why funnels are important and why you Everybody needs a funnel, whether you're an influencer who has a million followers or you are brand new and you want to get your first few customers. 
the funnel is important. So if you can teach those skills or maybe you have a health company and you want to teach people how to lose weight or you want to teach people how to have a positive mindset, you want to make sure that you're starting with three hard offers there are at least one of the three hard offers and their hard offers consists of teaching people how to make money online, how to have a better relationship or like how to get a man essentially, or how, how to increase the relationships around you or how to lose weight. Those are what we call three hard offers. You have to have one because that attracts somebody in cold. When I say cold, that means they don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your company. You might run an ad and they see it. This is what's attracting to them first. Once you start making money this way, then you can do warm offers of having positive mindsets, having creating interior designing, different things around the house or whatever your specific niche is. But at the end of the day, those are the three main things. People want to learn how to make money. People want to learn how to lose weight. And people want to learn how to have better relationships. So you pick one of those and incorporate it with whatever your business is. If it's a coaching model and you want to get more clients, then teach people how to get clients. Or teach people how a business structure works. Or teach them something that you have expertise in. If you want to teach people how to lose weight and you're a nutritionist, you want to teach people how to do it using your system. Whether it's a vegan diet, a whole foods plant-based diet, or the keto diet, or whatever your system that's worked for you and that you believe can work for others, that's the system that you want to teach people how to do it by using that using that hard offer. And then finally, how to make money online, whether your skill is to create funnels for people or you're a VA. For a lot of people I see online are trying to recently like become a virtual assistant. So if you want to create authority as a virtual assistant, you must actually have great skills of being a VA, cleansing out the email, making sure that you can help your your boss be really productive, making sure that you are proactive as a human and to position yourself as a really great VA. Because a lot of times I know on my Americans, I know, I know, I feel you. You really want to learn how to make money, but you don't know how to be a boss yourself. And you're trying to charge prices like $30 an hour, $40 an hour, $15 an hour, starting off brand new. But at the end of the reality, people can outsource and they do outsource to other countries where $10 or $5 an hour is a lot to them and their skills are already surpassing you. So you must make yourself super attractive in the authority place if you want to really demand clients. By doing that, if you create a webinar on saying how it's amazing to have a VA and this is why I charge these prices. That's going to help that person, your client, make money because at the end of the day, it will help you make money as well. So those are the three hard offers and once you figure out that and you know what your expertise is, then you create a webinar and first do it live and do it often because you want to test out the angles. And when I say angles, it means what is the verbiage, the wording that resonates with other people. I just recently launched a six day to six K framework course. So it's a course that will help women go 
from starting brand new to understand what it takes to make six figures in a business. And it, the course is going to start a lot with framework, mindset, techno, like the technical portions, and it's six-day intensive. When I used this verbiage, this angle, I made sure to say things like, this is not a course for those who want to store it for later. Or this is not a course for people who are just listening for it to pass by. If you're doing this, you have to absolutely commit. You will be kicked out of the group, not because I'm trying to be mean, but because I want to hold you to the highest standard that I know and you know you can live your life. So that's that was the verbiage and an angle that I had tried out for this six-day course. You can do this for multiple times and see which gets the best reactions from people. So that's why I always, it's really important you start off live and then you can automate your whole webinar. But once you do it live and you test out the angle and this is going to take work. So you'll do this maybe one time, two times, three times. You're going to create seven different offers per week and the faster you can implement offers, the better you're going to do in the marketplace. Because if I asked you if you've started out already, how long does it take you to create an offer? Some people might say a year. Some people might say a couple months, weeks. But if you're looking at the big companies that are doing marketing or agency or business coaching, a lot of the men, they'll say they're producing 100 offers a day. And of course, those 100 offers a day are going to do a lot better than your once per month here in their webinar because they're going to reach more people. They're going to test, test what works. So that's where you have to start implementing a lot of, a lot more faster. Speed of urgency is so important. So get out with the speed of urgency. And so when you do this with that, with your funnels, you test it out live. When you find which one works, you might get one customer that buys your offer. Then you can automate the one that works. And you take it and you make sure that you can now start running traffic. So if you get one customer from your live webinar and you might have like 2K now, that 2K should be a relatively net profit depending on how much your business costs are. But if you're doing something online brand new, you should not have super high business costs. If you're spending so much money on everything right now, you're not doing it right. And you want to do things right. So keep everything really low cost and make sure that you are investing into yourself. So I really always tell people to make sure that you actually understand the finances. Because if you if you don't know how to read a balance sheet, you don't know what your income statement is, you don't know what cash flow statements are, I urge you to start learning that now. It doesn't mean you have to be an expert in this right away, but start seeking counsel for it from your first sale because over time you're going to start looking at your revenue charts thinking like, oh, I'm a high baller, but really you're spending more than you make or your cash flow is going out faster than you, you're keeping it in and you're not sure why. And for ladies, I don't see this as much of a problem is for when I see different male clients, but those vanity metrics, unfortunately, our vanity metrics are like 
how many followers followers do we have on Instagram? Whether rather than having like how much money did I make this month? So you want to make sure you're focusing on your net cash. That's really important, and I'll do a whole podcast on the financial side of this as well. And just because I think that's one of the biggest things that you have to know of all these little details of running a business that aren't glamorous, but it's 100% needed on the legality side, from your terms and condition of your pages, all the way up to what money is coming in, what money is going out, what kind of bank account you have, where's your business set up, what kind of LLC you have set up. And knowing all of those things, don't let that overwhelm you from your beginning skills that you have. So when you're first figuring out your identity of who you are trying to position yourself as in the marketplace or figuring out what your unique ability is or what exactly is the light that you can shine on to others, like how can you make people feel better? It starts off with understanding yourself and becoming really self-aware with yourself and really focusing on what are the what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses and recognize what are the reflections and the emotions that come up with when you're looking at your strengths and what are the emotions that come up when you look at your weaknesses maintaining an equal an equalized standard of emotions is going to help you in business because when you can look at your strengths and say, oh, I did really good here. Okay, great. Now let me try to do the next thing. Or if you're looking at your weaknesses as, oh, I really need to improve here. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too egotistical either, but say, okay, this is what I'll work on. Here are my steps. Logic comes into play really great. But also your emotions are something else that you want to balance as well because ladies, we have gone through so much in generations. If you look at the opportunities that your mother had or the opportunities that your grandmother had in the workforce or even listening to other the podcast that has a very similar name to this, you'll hear the common denominator of these ladies had to put up a very masculine energy and a masculine vibe in order to be successful. But at the end of the day, we don't have to live in a quote man's world, but we are women that must own our own power and own the feminine energy. Like the world needs so much feminine energy and we need it in the decisions that are being made, the important ones, because when you take a female out of the situation, that's when things start to go wrong and get heated the world has so many balanced energies and it was made this way for a reason. If we start to act like something that we're not as masculine energy, that's true imposter syndrome because you're not owning who you are as a female and as a woman and as your strength and being vulnerable when you need to and making sure that you can grow all the time. One of the things is when people start talking about their feelings and emotions, if it comes to having to let out a cry here or there, a lot of times people will say like, don't cry. Like, oh, why are you crying? But it's so easy to just laugh in public or to smile in public. And that's always showing the positive side. But when you can be vulnerable and maybe like, if your body needs to release a certain amount of energy, then let it be released quick and then, because when you let it build up, that's when the problem comes. I'm not saying have a complete meltdown, emotional crash, like in front of, 
50,000 people while you're speaking on stage. But if you're talking about something that speaks to your emotions, make sure that you're dealing with all of these things and you're reflecting on them because pushing away your emotions and your inner intuition is what leads to mistakes and problems along the way. So when you're able to identify those and communicate those and speak your message, that's going to really help your feminine energy rise up. One of my favorite stories is of Sarah Blakely, and I probably talk about Sarah Blakely like all the time, but she's so amazing and I love all that she does. If you don't know her, she is the CEO and founder of Spanx. She was one of the youngest self-made billionaire females uh, with her product Spanx. Go buy Spanx. This is a selfless plug. (laughs) No promotions. Would love to meet Sarah Blakely one day, but I haven't yet. So soon. But one of the things is... Sarah talks about when she first started off in business, it was a very male-dominated area to run female like garments. Who knows why? But that was that's the world. And when she had started becoming financially successful in her business, somebody had told her, "Oh, great! Like, welcome to the war zone. Like, you're now going to be on full-on competition to other people." And She had gone home and she cried because she didn't want to be in competition all the time, but she wanted to be collaborating and growing with other people. So she's such a firm believer in helping women grow their their own passions, their own products and with collaboration. And I had this discussion with one of my friends of saying this, like she was using collaboration rather than using competition and his point of view was oh that is her her competitive edge is to to collaborate with others when it's needed rather to then always push each other down that brings her her own competitive advantage which is true and if you're doing any sort of collaboration you're gonna go further when it comes to influencer marketing on facebook or instagram this is such a great place for influencers to help you collaborate and grow your business depending on what aligns with your mission and figuring out that sooner what your mission is what your values are what your core values are writing this down it's going to really help you overcome the imposter syndrome so much sooner than later i have in every single one of my journals like Every day I write down, like, these are my core values. These are my mission statements. These are my, this is my objective of who I want to help, who I want to create. And I always think if I can just help one person today, if it's just one more person today, at the end of the day in business, you're helping real human beings. You're connecting with real human beings. It's not just cash and money. And the energy from the money that you get from your customers, that's going to impact you in your life. You're helping people solve their own problems if it's you're helping them with business coaching mindset coaching health coaching you're coming into their life and you're actually making an impact so always always leave your customers better off after they've met you than not this doesn't always mean i need to help them become millionaires or whatever but you can help them become successful in something learn a skill learn this and when it comes to business, under promise and over deliver. 
And you're going to go by so much further. And this will help you overcome your own imposter syndrome because you know that what you can deliver on or what you promise other humans that you can deliver on, you're going to go above and beyond just a little bit. And by doing this, if it's not in business, you're starting out brand new, you don't know how to do this, do this in your daily life. Do it in your personal life. If you promise your dad you're going to call him on Tuesday at 8 a.m., make sure you call him at 7.55 and give him 15 minutes instead of 10 minutes. Or do this with your mom. If you you said you're going to help your mom with something, your brother, your sister, start off with your personal life because your personal life 100% impacts your business life. And this is where if you feel like you're not 100% doing what you should be doing, come back to your intuition and your emotion and realize as a female, as a woman, as a wealthy woman, you have that advantage in the workforce. And now is the time better than ever that women really need to rise and are rising in workforces. And even Males are seeing this as well because so many venture capitalists are looking for specifically 50% of their money this this fiscal year. They want to give to female owners, founders first. And once you realize that you can own up to that position, then yeah, of course, go out and get VC money, depending on what your company is. I always prefer... Self-funded, just like Sarah Blakely says, is the best. If you don't, if you can start a company with your own merit, your own money, that's going to be great. But if you can start a software with other people's money and that's your first adventure too, like go out and try experiences and do something that's going to really benefit others. Every day, figure out 10 different things of what you can solve problems for and figure out which ones you love the most because... I mean, I get so passionate about this. I was watching this documentary and I was thinking it was it's called Forks Over Knives if you haven't watched it, but it's so good. It's talking about like whole food plant-based diets can actually cure diabetes. And for so much in my life, but anyone who's been following me as MarilynRose.com for my personal brands, you understand that I have gone through so much of I had wanted I graduated with a science degree, was going in the pre-medical the medicine route, and I had decided I didn't, I, I had my own meltdown because somebody, one of my professors said, oh, if you want to actually cure diseases, like medicine's not for you because we only treat diseases. And I was thinking like, what the heck? Like, this was never my main goal. And I wanted to be a doctor since I was like 12 years old for the fact that I had seen my grandparents spend so much of their time when they were in their 50s. And now that I'm older, I really understand 50 years old is so young. But to be spending that time in the doctor's office because you're getting diabetes, you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all of these things that are 100% curable with the right types of medicine or foods as healing. I was like so passionate about this and I was like, oh, I need to start solving this for all of my loved ones who might not be eating the best and filling themselves up with a whole bunch of craziness. But if you really look at your lifestyle and you want to actually really look at whatever you're passionate about and creating solutions for the world, for others, and I'm not just saying like solutions of huge, like solve the world of like making sure that we're not going to all die of like global warming, but small solutions of 
I see so many people are struggling with creating a funnel, but I know how to do funnels. Like if you see it, there are a lot of older generation in their 60s who are coming online. So if there are small businesses who your local grocery store, your local like fun soap store down the street is run by your like 70 year old neighbor or something and she has been doing the soap business for so long but doesn't know how to bring it online so her business is going down if you can say hey I can help you bring it online then that's a collaboration that you can help get experience get a customer and maybe help her get her business back up and running or depending on whatever you're doing if you can just solve problems big or small write them down just write out 10 different ideas each day and think, how can I solve? How can I create a solution? This is, will help you identify what skills you must start working on that will actually help you move the needle for your own business. So doing those things, just a quick recap. Imposter syndrome sucks. You can figure it out by figuring out your identity and creating solutions for the world and making sure that throughout the process of your business, you're always making sure that you are really reaching out to humans. You understand that all the cash that you're bringing in is to other humans and to other people. And when you want to help solve their solutions or solve their problems with your solutions, that's going to help your business and help their lives and help the world become a great, wealthier place because you are a wealthy woman. So thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions at all, please just go to our website, wealthywoman.com. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribing to iTunes or to Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a comment on our website. Thanks.